Hello, everyone, to the Llewellyn Tiger Podcast. It is I, Joey Llewellyn, and today, before I actually get into the episode itself, I've been having this one dwelling for quite a bit now, and it's totally nothing significant at all. Trust me, if you want to skip this part, um, please skip it. I mean, I think it'll take maybe like at least two minutes max to talk about this real quick. Um, so go ahead, do that if you don't want to listen to it. But I just want to talk about it real quick because I just need to get it off my chest. Totally, again, not significant at all. Recently on YouTube, Instagram, other media platforms, I've been noticing how these like food companies that are like they look trendy um, and they sell like, you know, gummies, like candy, um, some kind of chips, like really like, how do I say? Like they just look trendy to me. Yeah, they just look trendy. Maybe that's just me being, you know, me living under a rock. But the thing that I've been dwelling on is the boxes that these things comes in. I think these boxes are only like Pareto or used when sent to like famous people or YouTubers to review them or to, to promote them. But I've just, I've been noticing how there's a lot of these companies using these shoe box looking boxes, but they look a lot fancier. And I'm sure they're just cardboard in the end, but they just look like fancy cardboard. And what's more appealing about it is the artwork on it. And it's very poppy. It's very like, you know, mesmerizing maybe with some of them. And the way the contents are organized inside and even what the contents are just adds on to that, you know, adds on to the depth, <laughs> if you want to call it that, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, to, the, to the overall art, right? To the overall package, the gift. And I've just been noticing that all the companies are using this almost, or at least a lot of them, whoever sends them to these YouTubers and whatnot. That's where I've been noticing these uh, boxes among YouTubers. And I don't know why. I don't know why I've been so, I don't want to use obsessed because that makes me seem crazy. I've just been so like focused on this for, <laughs> for some time. I don't know why again. to me it makes me think like what's going on with these like you know these marketing meetings you know are these like i mean it's like one it's like one company did this right and a youtuber you know let's say reviewed it and then because of that they that company received a bunch of money from it or it just was so successful right maybe their stocks went up and whatever right i'm thinking like in these marketing meetings for these other companies they're probably like all right, so we're seeing these uh, the numbers rising up in this company A, and we need to do the same thing. What we need to do, these YouTubers these days are are the youngins, they're the millennials, maybe Gen Z. What do we need to do in order to make our numbers go high like company A? They need to be fire. They need to be dope. They need to be dope as f- And they need to be, and most importantly, cool. They need to be cool, guys. What can we do? We can use a shoebox. Excellent. Let's go into that and let's get this going. Guys, we're going to become billionaires by the end of this. That's just what <laughs> that's what I think maybe goes on in these uh, high-level marketing meetings. Or maybe it's just what happens in my head. Who knows? Yeah, I'll... I'll that probably put, took more than two minutes. I'm sorry, guys. Um, let me let's let's just cut it there. I I don't want to think about it anymore. But I got enough off my chest to just hopefully calm down <laughs> with this whole shoebox aesthetics 
trend thing that I've noticed. Purely observational, nothing important. So uh, let's uh, let's get into the episode itself. Now it's pretty much mid December, towards the end of this year, this year of the COVID, COVID, all the craziness, and it is a time to self-reflect and look back on everything that has happened. For me, at least, I don't usually do this. I'm just usually I you know think objectively, just really clear cut like. Okay, I already know what generally happened with me. I already know what experiences I had. I generally know what I learned from them, and let's just move on to the next year. That's it. That's done.、Uh, so never really getting in touch, doing all that. I don't know. Looking back, self-reflection stuff. At least regarding the year, I just did not really believe in it. Like you know, very similar to like New Year's resolutions. It's like you don't really need to do these resolutions at New Year's. It's nice, right? It gives you like a motivation boost, but I feel like it puts on just a lot more pressure, right? If you decide to, let's say, start losing weight beginning of the new year, then if you do fail sometime along the road, that's okay, right? In the grand scheme of things, that's totally fine.、It、doesn't there's not even a minute of you know problems or issues right there, but people just lay on the expectations because it was a New Year's resolution and. They failed, right? Maybe they're doing a 30-day challenge or like a 90-day challenge or something like that, or like or not a challenge, but like a program, some kind of workout program. There's a lot of pressure with that. So for me, it's just like you can reflect, you can look back on the year, you can do all that stuff anytime, really. Just do it anytime. Don't really like restrict yourself. But this year is a bit special, right? Like I mentioned, it's the year of the COVID. COVID. So I was trying to just. You know, reflect on the on this year, and there was a、uh, not too much to reflect on, but there were a lot of big things that were really just prevalent that I could definitely reflect on and gain something from it, and just look deeper into. So that was mainly about how I was just stuck in this hole that I dug myself into, and just allow myself to live in there, and then I just living like that for. For months,、uh, essentially, what I mean is, you know, when the lockdown happened in California, which was around, I want to say mid March, I pretty much just gave up everything, and there was like other variables that kind of like crippled me in a sense, and I fell down into one of the deepest holes I've ever fell down into in my life.、Uh, so my mental health was just quite shitty, if I may say so myself. And things were just bad, and I allowed it to be bad. And then I didn't even want to feel bad, so then I just tried to overall escape from it all. I just wanted to, you know,、uh, take my mind elsewhere. Through, in this case, it was like in the form of like、um, uh, media entertainment, like whether it was like Netflix, YouTube, like manga, like you know, comic books,、uh, stuff like that. You know, other kind of books. And that was pretty much like the majority of the. At least from the when lockdown began in mid March to now,、uh, however, things did change for the better around early November, maybe mid Octoberish, for the better. Like I said, and that was just because I wanted to change. You know, I made those changes for myself. It wasn't like some miracle or a fairy godmother came down and did that bippity boppity boop. And now, Joey, you're not depressed anymore. <laughs> you know, nothing like that. I decided to make a change for myself, and what helped a lot was just listening to some podcasts I discovered, and you know, having that spark of motivation really did help. 
but to understand how I got myself out of this really deep hole that I was in, you know, mentally, even my physical well-being, right? I was just pretty much very sedentary to, you know, around early November where things start to change for the better. I, it's better to go back to, you know, let's go back to 1996 when I was born and not that far, but uh, around September 2019, where I was, you know, it was essentially the beginning of the fall quarter of UC Davis, and I was just finishing up some classes for my major. Uh, wasn't a big deal, but I decided to like take this time as well to one, work a part-time job at this running specialty shop, and two, join the UC Davis triathlon club team. Now, I never done something like this. I mean, just like joining a club team or like an org per se throughout my undergrad years. I did join one org, but it was more for like academics for a research program. So it was um, it was fun in its own way. I mean, it was enjoyable and fulfilling, but it wasn't like something purely like based off of hobbies like triathlon, right? Some kind of sports team and whatnot. So I did those two things. And let me tell you, those were the brightest times and the funnest times I ever had throughout my undergraduate career. I mean, just from the time I spent doing the part-time job at the running shop and joining the team from September 2019 to, I guess, I mean, we can just say till the you know mid-March where things start to lock down and I couldn't really go back to Davis anymore because of other issues, like more so with family, and I'll get into that. But I, I just was so happy with this. I mean, I... I always was interested in just joining the team and I actually tried joining the team my freshman year of college back in 2015 when I discovered like there's a crazy sport like triathlon like I, th- I thought you were just running and swimming maybe night what is cy- cycling what and you do all three hello you're about to hear one of my passionate fast-paced ramblings this time about the cost of entry-level triathlon training and racing gear if you're interested please enjoy it for what it's worth if not skip ahead to around two minutes and 20 seconds after the short message thank you and i didn't even like pay attention to the cost of it all oh my god how much it does it cost like I mean, running like running part is not that expensive, right? I mean, I'm assuming like a lot of people have gym clothes and some kind of running shoes, which will suffice, right? Don't need anything fancy, like those like $250 like uh, Vaporfly shoes from Nike, the road racing ones. But they even have like a more expensive one that I think is around like 275. The Alpha Flies, oh god, you don't need those at all. But let me tell you, they do feel pretty good on your feet, and uh, I know that from experience. Wink, wink. But yes, I don't know why I did that laugh in the end. That was, uh, yeah, very cringy <laughs> when I think back to it and awkward. But anyways, yeah, you didn't need, you don't need any like fancy equipment for running. And then for cycling, you know, that's where a lot of the money's going to come in. You got to spend money on a bike. And for like a road uh, bike, like an entry level road bike, all the gear from your like what you wear to like the stuff on your bike to the bike itself and some other things like accessories would be like maybe 1100 bucks i mean maybe if you like find like good people on some kind of like swap website or uh, group page like on facebook uh maybe around you can the total cost can be like 900 bucks i mean it's still a lot but not honestly it's not that expensive <laughs> compared to uh what you could buy or you know other options out there in the market Swimming, 
you all you really need is a wetsuit um and for training like you'll be you know usually training for like lap swimming um in the lap pool that's your main you know uh space for swimming uh sessions so you don't really need any fancy gear for that all too much and even if you do have some like uh training gear like some paddles and buoys and if you guys know what those are you guys know what i'm talking about but they're essentially gear to help you with your swimming increase your like strength let's say for your strokes nonetheless like a wetsuit for the actual triathlon races is the bulk of the money for the swimming portion so that's maybe around like 200 400 bucks for like an entry level i mean maybe even cheaper depending on the brand but it can definitely go up to like 900 bucks or maybe even a little bit more so yeah i don't even know why i went to <laughs> triathlon training it was uh all I'll, I'll say this about that it shows like how much i love triathlons and that how much I regret not joining back in my freshman year when I found out that this was a sport. Like how crazy is it to do three different sports in one race? And I did join um, my freshman year, but that first quarter I was very shy and very hesitant to keep going. And then once the winter quarter started uh, the following year, I was just not coming anymore i was way too shy my confidence as an athlete was just whew, so low i was i was just not i don't know just not ready in a sense i guess or just just personally wasn't ready to like do this uh with other people and especially be part of a team so i just decided to train on my own because triathlon is an individual based sport and yeah after joining the triathlon team my fall quarter of 2019 um, ugh, best decision ever. I loved everyone on the team, even though I was still quite shy and quiet. Just being around everyone, the camaraderie, just sharing the pain with those like speed workouts on the track for running practice. Oh, so much fun. I loved it. And now let me talk about my running job. That brought so much joy as well. I mean, it made me realize maybe just considering a career in some kind of athletics field. Uh, because it was a running shop where I was pretty much a retail, what do you call them? Retail associate? I think that's what they're called. The, but pretty much I was helping customers, you know, with picking out the right running shoes for them. So I would like learn about their needs, their goals, and any kind of special conditions that they have. And then, you know, guide them to the right shoes and let them try them out. See what works, what's comfortable. And yeah, I mean, nothing like, like a scheme just truly helping them. And I love that part of the job, just really helping and educating and even talking about running. I love talking about it. I mean, you can already see how I was like talking about triathlons, just, just about the price itself and the gear. I mean, I'm very passionate about it. And yeah, that running job, it just made me realize, you know, maybe I do want to consider something along the lines of athletics in my career in the future or something like that. I mean, I don't know yet, it's something I would need to explore. But yeah, those two things, triathlon training with the team and the running job really made my life better. And at the time, I was uh, commuting from my mother's home and it was about a 40 minute drive from there to UC Davis. And it wasn't a bad drive, but going to UC Davis was definitely my safe haven. And, uh, you know, even more so with the triathlon training and my running job, because there's a lot of, uh, I mean, my, to say it lightly, my mother and I don't really see eye to eye, and that can often lead to 
Well, more, more often than not, I would often just give in to what she says and what she thinks. And that just plays a huge mental stress on my on myself. And it just made me feel like I was truly imprisoned. And just uh, very, pretty much it was like more like crippling depression. And even though the way I'm saying it doesn't maybe portray that, definitely I was in a rough shape back then. And even if I had that obstacle back home in my life, you know, going to UC Davis and doing the triathlon training and then going to my part-time job at the running shop just kind of erased everything. It made me, it made me like, it made me stronger and able to persevere through the thick of it, um, you know, in my, in my household situation, especially with my mother. So that was pretty much the, my situation from September 2019 till like it's March-ish of uh, 2020. Now, when the lockdown hit, that changed everything because, you know, all the businesses were, you know, shutting down temporarily just to like figure out the safety protocols for, you know, having working with customers or just having customers in the store. Um, and the, for the triathlon practice, you know, one, our races were canceled and I was dead set on going to the nationals race. I thought, I think was coming up in April or May, but you know, it's not something that the entire team can go to for triathlon. And I was chosen despite, you know, that being my first year joining the team. And I just felt like honored. Like I'm, this is my first time joining the team. Like I'm, I'm the quiet guy and I still get to go like, wow. Like I just want, I, you know, I was trying to train as hard as I can so that I can just really do my team and my coach proudly, um, proud on at the race. But you know, the lockdown hit and then team practices were done. And the same thing happened with the nationals race. I mean, at the time they just postponed it until like October, I believe, but it was pretty much a for sure thing where the race was going to be canceled and it is canceled. So I lost essentially all of my, my outlets, um, to de-stress all of my like safe havens, my nirvanas, if you want to call them that in just one swoop. And then where that left me was back home, sitting in my bedroom, facing the grunt of all the shit to put it lightly again, um, you know, with my mom. And it was, it was really bad. I decided to pretty much disconnect with everything and everyone. And so that, you know, in terms of, let's say social media, I decided to delete everything except for Instagram and Facebook. But even with Facebook, I just tried to delete everything on there, make it like just bare, like scarce and just block everything or just make privatize everything on my Facebook. Same thing with my Instagram. I just deleted everything, my profile pic, bio, everything, all the Instagram posts, anything, everything, uh, unfollow everyone and have them unfollow me or force them to unfollow me through my own means. And I would just follow the just pages I would, you know, I found interesting that were not people I knew of in the, you know, in real life. So that was what happened with social media and one way to pretty much disconnect, go AWOL essentially. And then in regards to my phone contacts, I just deleted all my contacts. It, and it wasn't that I had many people whom I could I guess you can say like contact on a day-to-day -day basis or just, you know, whenever like you would do with a friend. Um, I just 
again, with any contacts I had, just delete them all. And I just did anything I could to disconnect and go dark with everyone. And that was something that I felt like I wanted to do and I felt okay with doing because it just seemed like, you know, it's not like I talked to anyone already. And I mean, what am I doing now? I'm, right now, I'm literally in prison in my own home. I can't really go outside. Even if I don't interact or go to a place where people are at, right? I mean, I would try to justify some reasons for going out um, and the purposes for doing so with my mother. And that just made things worse because her replies, her responses to those proposals were just unfair. Because, for example, I was still trying to like do triathlon training and you know, granted, I can't really go swim because all the pools are closed and there are supplemental workouts I can do at home. So that was okay. Um, I could go running still kind of outside. But at the time, my mother was super hesitant in doing, letting me do that. So I was, I just couldn't run. And then for cycling, I proposed that, hey, I know these country back, uh, these country roads where there's literally like no houses, even just cars driving by. There's, and honestly, no people. And, you know, I was trying to be as considerate as I can be with the whole lockdown situation. But when the when the idea of going outside was uh, brought to light with my mother, it was just whew, shut down hard and fast. And she can get quite she can turn into a tiger <laughs> real quick and easily. And that was something I did not want to mess with. And I. You know, nothing I'm like too concerned about, but I just did not want to deal with it. Uh, I'm sure other people who have, I mean, not just Asian parents, but uh, maybe just immigrant parents. You know, you try to understand them. They came from a different country. They have, they grew up with different beliefs and teachings. So you can understand and try to rationalize their actions and behavior and their, I guess their requests, if you want to call it that, um, of you. But man, it just made me feel like depressed made me feel lonely and on top of that i just i also added on to that myself like what i said earlier you know deleting the social media removing people friends and blocking people what whatever right whatever the case is it was just really bad and i didn't know what to do about it and the only thing i knew what to do to cope with it was just to try to escape and so beginning of the lockdown, I would just escape from my own reality, my own situation through the means of like manga, uh, reading other kinds of books, entertainment like, um, you know, Netflix, YouTube. I already mentioned it all earlier. So that's what I did from like March to like maybe I think September, October. I mean, like, yeah, probably up until October, maybe September. And that was just my life every day, essentially. I was just so depressed, so just did not want to live in a sense. Not, not, nothing suicidal, okay? I'm not, I don't want to say that because that's a bit of a sensitive topic and a thought process, but it's nothing close to that. I was just, I just did not want to think about life at all in any regards. And so I figured if, you know, if my mom is going to put all these restrictions on me, I might as well let myself go. I don't care. I will just not do anything. I won't train. Everything I did up until the lockdown would just go to waste and I'll just let it go to waste. Thinking about that hurting me a lot, right? It's like you built something up for your own self. 
that you were proud of. It's not nothing like silly, right? It's serious stuff. Like you, I was, you know, I gained a lot of insight about you know possibilities in my career and hobbies with athletics through my running job, and I just really uh, just went at it and dived into my my passion for triathlon training and just triathlons in general and sports in general, actually. And I built up to I, I gained so much from it. I built so many things off of those things, uh, those passions. But I mean, I just felt like everything was taken away from me, and or just knocked down purposely. And I just felt I just wasted all my time. Like, where did all this time go? Just for this, just for me to stay in my room, not do anything, where I can't compromise, like reasonably compromise with my own mother. Where, you know, I won't interact with people, I won't get close to people. Heck, I'll even go to just a barren like wasteland, right, where there's absolutely no people. But it didn't matter. It was unreasonable. It didn't make sense.、Um, but I couldn't really argue back.、Uh, one because you know, like I mentioned, I didn't want to deal with the stress and the the arguments、um, with my mother. But what? The biggest thing I couldn't argue back was the fact that she is actually 65 years and older, a part of that group, and she has breast cancer,、um, type two breast cancer. So, you know, she's obviously at risk. It's, and she's, by the way, she's not like she's not sick right now. She's doing perfectly fine. She had all her treatments.、Um, yeah, all everything's good with her. I mean, she's walking every day five miles or something like that, eating well. Doing things well, she's she's not she does not even look like someone who has cancer or is sick in general. Yeah, still she's part of that risk group, and I just couldn't argue against that, which is totally valid. But just how she didn't just want to compromise with me or just want to understand me, like heck, just to be understood would have been something. And I just did not get that from her. And it's a big issue I've always had throughout my life with her. It's just ne never just, you know, one being given the things I would think that would help me, but just to also just be understood you know, about the things I want to do that that would help me, or maybe it's just some simple desire that I want to pursue、uh, because I think it's fun or you know awesome, whatever it may be. Yeah, I was living with. Just a lack of those things from my own parents, so I or my mother, not my parents.、Um, but yes, I I just didn't have that. I didn't even have the emotional support from her, and she I was her emotional support essentially. And that's another. I mean, that's a whole another world, a whole another topic regarding like family trauma and such, and、uh, intergenerational trauma. I believe it's kind of more described as. But yes, I mean, I I. Pretty much, I was in prison. I couldn't do anything for due to unreasonable, but yet also reasonable reasons. And I just read manga,、uh, read other books, watched Netflix, YouTube, all that kind of jazz. Play video games even for the like for the majority of the lockdown. And every day is just a blur. When I look back, I can't believe like I did all that stuff, or like that I wasted my time. And it was, man, I feel like regretful because when you start to do the things you need to do that you should be doing, you always feel like you could have done it sooner. Like, why didn't you do it sooner? And that's why I felt 
around that mid-March or sorry, mid-October to like beginning November period where I started to make a change for the better for my life. And that was brought about because I discovered through all my binging on YouTube um, and Spotify uh, a podcast. And I also revisited channels that I used to watch in the past, but then, you know, just revisited them. And those things gave me like that spark of motivation just a little bit. And I took advantage of it and I went at it by taking up training again, by doing stuff that I was always been interested in, but never really like pursued it, like podcasting. I've always been interested in like podcasting, especially the production side of things. So here I'm, here I am doing it, right? And in a way, I am somewhat thankful that I chose <laughs> something like media as my form of like, you know, letting myself go uh, and my means to escape from my own reality because, you know, I, I was binging YouTube a lot and I would go to these like YouTube channels, like especially it was like Wang Fu and then a uh, podcast called, <laughs> if you don't laugh, Asian Boss Girl. It's definitely for, it's more geared towards Asian American women, uh, working women, I would say, if I remember their bio correctly. Despite that, they had a lot of stuff that I could relate to, like dating, uh, career choice, just life choices in general. And that just really made me like, I guess, understand my own situation and just feel like I wasn't alone. And that because these people, these girls, these women were doing the same thing as me and had these similar troubles, maybe even different, but somewhat parallel. I just somehow felt that burst of a motivation to just, hey, start up training again. Start, like, you know, pursue podcasting, pursue these other things that I want to do that I know I should be doing. Even if I don't find it as enjoyable, just do it because I know it's good for me. It was just like a burst. It was like a, my eyes were open for the first time. And I don't want to be cheesy with this, right? <laughs> with, a, with the colorful explanations. But that was what happened with me. Yeah, I just kept listening to this podcast, Asian Boss Girl, and I just kept watching the Wang Fu videos, and that just made me feel better overall. And in a way, I felt like this whole, my whole sedentary life period <laughs> during lockdown was like me in like, in a cocoon, in a sense. Because the me prior to lockdown, and the me after you know, um, after starting to do the things I should be doing around like that beginning of November, like I felt like I'm a totally different person. Just how I interact with people, how I open up about things, um, like let's say my mental health and other situations that normally I wouldn't be really comfortable talking about. Just overall, like my whole, my biggest issues in life were just more social related. I was always shy, introverted. Um, not that, you know, being introverted is bad, but just really reserved and just i felt like socially incompetent but somehow i feel like i'm not as much as comp incompetent as i was before the lockdown but now it's like totally different and i don't really know how to describe or just recall like what really brought about this change and all i can do is speculate right because i had pretty much nothing going on during this sedentary life period during lockdown maybe after listening to these podcasts you know, I found insights and that insight because I was so empty already as depressing as that sounds just filled me up. And that was, you know, what became of me afterwards, who I am today right now. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing, but I just feel better 
And I still had the same issues as I had with my mother back then as I do now. Occasionally there will be those, you know, yelling contests, right? Just to put it lightly, those yelling contests, see who gets the gold and the silver and uh, there's no bronze because it's just between me and her. I, I just was doing things for the better. And even though I had those family obstacles um, or more so those yelling contests, you know, I was busy with those uh, trying to win. <laughs> I, I, I didn't let those get in my way. You know, I still continue doing my training. Like for example, like I was just, I'm just walking right now and I'm doing this like strength mobility um, and functional strength training right now because I, when I started running again, I was, I became injured real quick. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't, can't do this. I don't want to mess up again. You know, how, what can I do? Um, and I don't want to, you know, just go back to like baby steps. I want to go back to a step that I know I can manage myself. So I decided just to take up more strength and mobility training to build a better foundation as an athlete. Yeah, I mean, to do that, I just started walking like at least 10K steps a day and adding some cardio here and there just to like, you know, still maintain and if not build up my cardio endurance and my, you know, cardiovascular strength. But especially I uh, bought this like body workout program that's you know beneficial for mobility and functional strength and i also downloaded this app on the google play store and it was it's just like a free app like a very basic doesn't seem like fancy app but i'm just doing it just to like work out my muscles <laughs> like i mean it's nothing special like before i would used to think like this is a this app's crap it's trash like why do i want to waste my time doing this these workouts it's not a good workout but it's something, right? I want to add on to it, uh, to what I am doing already. And it helped a lot and I'm still doing it. And, you know, it's just doing something at least. And I feel good about it. Before, during the, you know, sedentary life period, I was so scared to start anything. And that was one of the other biggest obstacles I had during this uh, lockdown was I was way too scared to find out how low I've fallen athletically. Regarding other aspects of my life, for example, like pursuing some of my interest in the creative field, like podcasting or just production in general. And you know, I wasn't really too scared to start those per se. But I was just like super unmotivated to do so. But the fact that I was like just so concerned and like anxious about finding out how low my athletic ability dropped down to, that just really just made me not even want to do anything at all. You know, let alone training, just nothing, no creative outlets, no like looking to grad schools, let's say, um, which was what I'm doing and have been doing, nothing like that, nothing productive essentially. And that just made me want to go back to escaping from reality. Just that one thing, just that one anxiety and fear of finding out my, you know, athletic ability, how low it stopped or stooped down to, because, you know, I would compare myself to back then prior to lockdown, which I believe I was like pretty up there. Yeah, in, in terms of athletic ability. Yeah, I was scared, but I, you know, I, once I got over that fear through the podcast I was listening to and revisiting like some channels on YouTube that I used to watch and that for some reason, I think that nostalgia like also brought about that motivation or at least sparked it. But once I got that back, I just figured that you know, and said to myself, just start small or something small-ish, right? Nothing like baby steps, like I mentioned. Just something, start something small and then work up from there. 
just do something and that man i said this like minutes ago maybe 10 minutes ago or so that once i did the things i know i should be doing i just said to myself i could have been doing this thing this entire time like what the f was i doing i could have still read manga i still could have watched youtube binged all the shows and whatnot but i could have also added like 10k steps a day which is not bad at all for me it's at least like an hour to like an hour and a half times worth of walking and it's a great neighborhood that i live in right or it doesn't even matter the neighborhood just go outside and start walking it's not that bad i listen to podcasts listen to like new music on spotify it's not bad at all for anyone i recommend just start walking those 10k steps every day and you don't have to do it in one session just go just make sure you walk 10k a day and you don't even have to do a brisk walk just go walk normally because the one thing i've also learned just real quick side note just in case anyone is interested in finding out you know if walking is super good for weight loss and for fitness overall it is because low impact uh, training does promote more weight loss or sorry fat loss than let's say like high like intensity training because when you do those like running that's a high that's pretty intense sport for example right that's usually the go-to when you want to try and lose um, some fat you know other than nutrition and, and weightlifting right so when you do something that's high intensity or like high impact like running your body needs to have a quicker access to you know your fuel and the type of fuel that has quick access to is glycogen so sugars from like you know carbohydrates and the pretty much the glycogen that's stored in your body not the fat that's stored but if you do more like lower impact lower intensity like walking then you can actually tap into those fat stores and just lose a lot more fat um, steadily and I would say more efficiently, but don't quote me on that because I have not read the primary research on it. It'd be interesting to do so, but this is just what I've learned from like reading a few articles and watching a few uh, YouTube videos. And you know, I like to do that because I like to cross-reference, see who's bullshitting, see who's not, essentially. But yes, trust me, walk t at least 10K a day, 10K steps, um, just a normal walk. And one, it's fun. You can just uh, explore new parts of your neighborhood. And two, you can just listen to your favorite podcast and your favorite songs uh, while you're out on the go. So great thing to do. Um, now, going back to the main subject, I'm not trying to make this into a fitness uh, episode, but I, actually, you know, that'd be a fun episode to talk about because I'm super interested or like just have so much fun talking about nutrition, sports, um, training, even athletic gear. I think that'd be fun. But yes, I'll do that for a future episode. If you're interested in that but yeah going back to the main subject the what i did you know i'm just doing 10k a day or i mean even more so than that like probably nowadays like around 12 to 15k a day and i'm also doing like that functional uh strength workout program and doing the the this free app kind of workout for muscle growth i guess muscle growth promotion and stuff but yeah i mean it's nothing big in my opinion but it's definitely something it, i mean it gives me a good workout yeah i kind of lost my train of thought <laughs> I, what, what was i getting at with this um yeah i mean just overall 
I was just so scared starting these, you know, starting the stuff I know I should be doing, especially with training and athletics. But once I got that spark of motivation and actually started doing the training again and other things, I just found out that it was not bad. It was just all in my mind. It's, it's such a mental game. It's such a mental game. You know, it's easier said to just say, you know, you know, it's it's a mental game. So just all you gotta do is just start. Just do it. Just start. That's easier to say than it is to do. So my advice for if you're ever stuck, you know, just in a sedentary life or you know, you're just not doing the things that you know you should be doing and would probably even like to do. Start listening to some podcasts, looking up some YouTube videos because that can really spark that motivation to get you up and going and doing those things. Just do it. That's what helps me. And I suggest you do the same as well too because motivation is not something you should depend on 100% of the time, but it is something that can definitely help the engine going in the beginning. And then from that point on, you can start building up your confidence. You can start building up that mental fortitude, that discipline, that willpower for you to continue on despite any kind of obstacles that life throws at you. Like for example, me, I already said it earlier, but just to you know, remind you guys, I was still having those yelling contests with my mom and we just did not see eye to eye. But another thing that helped me was I just changed my perspective on my situation. Because hey, I mean, my situation in my household was still dragging me down, was still making me like, super like really depressed if i'm being completely honest and i just changed my perspective like hey you know actually it's not that bad because i'm i'm working around my situation because i can go outside and walk i can do these exercises at home and i can still you know pay attention to my nutrition right there's some compromise there at least and i don't really need to go to these faraway places Right? I don't need to do all these like crazy traveling plans in order to go train or do whatever I think is you know, necessary for me. Just you have to try to work around it if you don't want to cause any turmoil in your house. Because for me, I am a guy who wants, just wants peace. You know, if everyone's peace, <laughs> that's a weird way to say it. If everyone's peaceful and happy, then I definitely am also happy and peaceful. Even if it does seem a little bit unfair on my end, I it's okay. You know, if I can work around it, as long as it's not impossible for me to do the things I know I should be doing, then that's okay. You just have to think about a little bit and not think too much, not dwell too much um, about your situation, right? Just think about a little bit and think about how to work around it. So that's pretty much how my quarantine has been. <laughs> In the nutshell, I mean, there's so many other events that's happened, but that's what I said today was pretty much what happened in the nutshell. And yeah, that was pretty long. Um, I don't even know how long it's uh, this episode's been going for. Uh, I think over 40 minutes. Wow. Wow, that went by fast. Man, I'm going to have a fun time listening back to this and editing some stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys did find this helpful more so i mean i know there wasn't as like many probably jokes and i wasn't being awkward as i've been told that i was in the first episode i was uh in my intro episode i didn't know that i was being awkward during the entire recording but apparently i was and it's something that people liked and i was like very surprised by that i was like huh i'm, I'm not trying to be awkward but if it works 
or if that is you know if it's me it's me right i can't do anything about it if i i don't feel awkward so you know tell me again during this episode if uh if it seemed like I was awkward, <laughs> please do that. I mean, it's just funny to like uh, find out and listen to. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, like I was trying to say earlier, thank you guys so much for listening till the end of this episode. Yeah, I hope you guys gained something from this more so. It wasn't like a silly, you know, f- so, you know, fun episode, I guess you can say. It was just something that has been on my mind for a long time. And now that I'm in a better place in life, even during the you know quarantine and lockdown, uh, still, I'm just in a better place uh, where I can talk about this and share my insight so far. Right, it's, you know the journey's not over still, but just to share what I've gained and realized so far with anyone who else is you know experiencing the same things as I am, or maybe something different, but can still apply the things I did uh, to their own situation. And just to let you guys know. What helped me a lot, again, with the podcast and the YouTube, what uh, those podcast groups, I, I don't know what to call them exactly, but those channels and uh, groups specifically, um, they are Asian Boss Girl. You can find them on YouTube and Spotify and other podcast platforms. They are great, uh, especially if you're Asian American, uh, and even more especially, especially uh, Asian American females, uh, working females, maybe three especially in that one definitely are relatable and very insightful and funny and great and raw and unfiltered and uh if you just want some entertainment to give you that kind of like the not fantastical but kind of like the uh like more hopeful kind of a feeling that can also give you that motivation like you become more optimistic about your future and you know depending on whatever whatever part of your life you're being more optimistic for I mean, I was just checking out Wang Fu um, channel on YouTube and watching their shorts and their films. And it just gave me more, I guess, more insight and more confidence and more optim. Um, yeah, I was just more optimistic about my <laughs> my dating life, even though it's still non-existent. But yes, I that just helped me become more optimistic and that just helped with myself overall in this uh, whole journey. So check those two out. Um, there's another podcast very similar to Asian Boss Girl called Perfectly Imperfect. Again, on uh, Spotify and other podcast platforms, they talk about the same stuff as Asian Boss Girl, essentially. Very parallel to one another. So yeah, that's it. That's the episode. And thank you guys so much for listening till the end of the episode. Please support me by following me on anchor.fm slash D-W-E-L-L-Y-N-T-I-G-E-R. That's pronounced Dwellin' Tiger. Anchor.fm slash Dwellin' Tiger. And also by listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify and Google Podcasts. And especially, especially support me by sharing this with your friends and family who may also just, you know, find this entertaining, insightful, or just will just laugh their butts off. You know, whatever the case may be, please share this with anyone and everyone you know. If you have any comments, questions, or any, hopefully not concerns, or even topics that you'd like me to talk about, please email me at dwellintiger at gmail.com. That's spelled D-W-E-L-L-Y-N, tiger at gmail.com. Or DM me on Instagram at the Joey LL, and that's spelled T H E J O E Y L L. 
Wow, I was getting into that. But yes, DM me or actually you can even message me on the anchor.fm website because if you go on my page on the website, there is a messaging function that can, I think you can message either through text or through voice. So, you know, whichever one is convenient, email, Instagram, or the Anchor website, choose whichever one you do. So uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening in and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.